You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls, where me and Pat are going to break down the Bulls' wins over the Pistons, where Zach Levine scores 41 points, but it was not all sunshine and rainbows as the Bulls give up another fourth quarter that was just wild. We're going to break it all down and talk about it right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook part, uh, sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bears, and Chicago Sky Central YouTube pages. Pat, we got a victory, but this got to be the most weird feeling victory of all time. Like I have the feelings of a loss, but we got the dub. How do you feel about the victory, Pat? Uh, as it was once eloquently put, a win is a win. Win is a win. Win is a win. I'm taking it. Um, I don't feel like I, I don't feel bad about the win, right? I, I don't. Right. Sometimes these wins come. The part that I feel bad about is how the Chicago Bulls were so incredibly inconsistent in the fourth quarter and the inconsistency seemed to lead back to one person. And it just really, really irritates me that we couldn't sit our stars in the fourth quarter for us to get this one. We couldn't sit the biggest uh, 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 the, the guy that had the, the biggest scoring night on the team in the fourth quarter. And I, I, I'm, I'm okay with the Bulls fighting for wins. I'm going to be honest with you. We've lost most of these this season. I'm glad that we actually came out with an ugly win this season. It's good to see the Bulls finally do that. But I am not going to lie to you tonight. You lied to us other nights is what you're saying? <laughs> I had a great train of thought going until that. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was great. My fault, bro. My uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie to you though. Like what we saw to Demar Derozan in the fourth quarter of this game is one of the most selfish moments I've seen out of a Chicago Bull. You literally said, "It's my time to shine." And I'm gonna just shoot it. <laughs> it didn't make any of them, bro. Like it, it, it made no sense. He he went down, left side driving, pump fake. People jumped, stepped through, missed the lay, got the ball back. Defense recovered, forced another one. It was incredibly selfish, and it got worse when Zach Levine, who had 36 going into that quarter, got back in the game at the 725 mark. We didn't see the ball get into Zach Levine's hands. We didn't see the Chicago Bulls go back to Zach Levine for most of that fourth quarter until it was time for somebody to start knocking down some clutch buckets. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put I don't usually do this right because for the people that may want to try to defend DeMar DeRozan uh, and and don't realize how bad his shot selection was um, in this I'm just gonna share my screen I have his shot chart up specifically in the fourth quarter um, I just wanna I just wanna put this on the screen here for a second because that can you can you see that oh I didn't actually turn it on huh yeah there you go there you go simple technology helps that shot selection and shot chart is terrible yeah that it's it's not good look at all those missed shots at three why is DeMar DeRozan in the fourth quarter taking so many threes when we all know three-pointers are not his game hey bro what you got to mute the site if you go my bad it it just starts playing I hate it when it does that hey I was concerned bro that was a weird sound that was weird bro yeah I said I was concerned for myself for a second there I'm not even gonna hold you um it's like oh not that tab wait a minute hey but that oh. is that's just a bad like look at that. Why are you taking that many three point shots in the fourth quarter? And and I, I think the thing that I'm looking at with what we saw from Demar Derozan coming into that fourth quarter is you were Demar was facilitating the ball fine in the yeah. first half, but it literally seemed like he saw Zach Levine cooking and said, "I got to catch up." That's not how are we worried about getting our numbers or are we worried about winning games? Because tonight it felt like we were worried about getting numbers. Now, again, I'm okay with the Chicago Bulls coming out and having games where they win ugly. I'm okay with the Chicago, right? Like I my my expectations for this Bulls team are nowhere near where people are still holding them, right? There's people that are like, we shouldn't be in a game like this to the Pistons. I'm gonna tell you this right now. What team do you think we have? We're not at the top of the Eastern Conference. We are 11th. We are absolutely <laughs> supposed to be in games like this to the Detroit Pistons. They should be better. They should be. We're not. So I, I think here's the thing that I'm looking at now. How do you improve? The thing that I want to see most is how do you improve? And I will say this. I think you. I, I can't take away what I saw in three quarters of this game and just say the fourth quarter defines this Bulls team. For most of that fourth quarter, they shot the ball very poorly. Everybody shot the ball very poorly, but the reasoning behind shooting the ball poorly, I think needs to be accentuated. And that reason to me is the fact that the Chicago Bulls came out in the fourth quarter and the offense became stagnant. You ran out there with a lineup that was led by DeMar DeRozan. And guess what? When you look at the zoomed out uh, view of that, you see exactly what we saw for most of the season. DeMar DeRozan with the ball in his hands, everybody else standing to wait and see what he's going to do. The last three games, we have seen the Chicago Bulls be able to go out there and run an offense. So you know what? I applaud Patrick Beverly for coming back into the game and taking charge taking charge over a lot of the things offensively again and on the defensive end. I got to give Pat Bev props, right? There, there were five Patrick Beverleys out there tonight. What what'd you see from Pat Bev tonight Listen, that, that, that you liked, man? Pat Bev's effort and energy out there and what he was able to do. He had 10 rebounds, 10 assists. I think he scored, what, eight points in this game, I think, off the top of my head. Um, and But even outside of the box score, you have to really watch this game to understand just how much Patrick Beverly impacted the game today. Yeah, it, It's a reason why he has the highest plus minus uh, of any starter tonight because he literally played his butt off tonight. It yeah. was amazing. No, I, th- I thought he played a great game. I thought he facilitated the game. I thought he's the reason, right? We we have to give him more credit for the Chicago Bulls actually winning this game. 
He came out with composure. He came out challenging guys when they weren't in the right position defensively. His challenge on Booch, hey, listen, you're supposed to play on that. You're supposed to be over on that. You can't miss that assignment in this moment. Booch gets upset. There's a back and forth. But you know what? The next two plays, Booch had some pretty nice defensive stops on that end for being in the right position. You have to have guys that are willing to challenge the big names on this team. And that's why I give DeMar DeRozan, or that's why I give Patrick Beverly credit for what he's done. He kept the Bulls' composure in order. Now, did they still come back? If not for a Jaden Ivey missed timeout, the Chicago Bulls probably lose this game. I don't know if he's a, if Bojan's going to make that last shot. What I will say is the Pistons had basically missed every single shot that actually would have put them up in this game. They had four or five opportunities at it. But um, I, I, I feel like... The momentum was going their way. I feel like they had everything on their side offensively at that point. The Bulls' defense had kind of gotten itself back up, but it still was missing. And Bojan was just knocking down tough shots all night. Like, I, yeah, I don't, know what, I don't know what to do with that, bro. He was hitting fadeaway one-legged three-pointers. Pat, Pat, uh, <laughs> Patrick uh, 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 Ewing would have been like, do you practice that shot? <laughs> do you practice that <laughs> shot? When do you practice that shot? <laughs> when do you practice that shot? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it was... Bojan, I will say this, man. Um, I'm surprised nobody traded for Bojan at the trade deadline. I know that the Pistons, I think, wanted a first-round pick back for him. But that man, he he could shoot, bro. And when he gets in rhythm, it's it's not always the prettiest. But he gets stuff done. And I appreciate that about him. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think they wanted to trade him. The one thing that most teams, most of these young teams have made a mistake with, there's no vets on that team that impact the game. Houston has no vets. OKC has no vets. You know what I mean? Like, there's no vets that really impact that game. Orlando has no vets. And so you end up seeing it in the game, right? You see a bunch of rookie mistakes. You see, I, I like the fact that in this game, right, Jaden Ivey makes that mistake. There's not kids around him telling him, hey, it's okay, bro. You know, he was crying at the end of that game. Like, he yeah. puts the towel over his face. Vooch comes and, and, and gives him the pat on the back. Like, he was visibly upset. But when the moment happened, Boyan, uh, uh, um, Marvin Bagley over there, right? Like, hey, listen, keep your head up. We still got to keep playing. We got to keep going out here. We still have an opportunity to win this game. I thought that I, I think teams need that. So I think that's why you didn't see him get moved at the, at the deadline as well. But at, at the end of the day, with, with this Bulls team, right, I'll take the win. We need all the wins that we can get. Is it a beautiful win? No. Is it a win that should have happened this way? No. You were up 20 going into the half. and Or I'm sorry, going into the third or fourth quarter. Um, you should have been able to rest Zach Levine this entire fourth quarter. But you know what? We see I, – I hope everybody can see this now. And I know there's a lot of people that that maybe are are on the – still on what DeMar did for us last year. And I'm not saying DeMar is not a talented player. But I hope that we see the difference when a point guard is running an offense with Zach Levine and actually setting up a system versus when DeMar DeRozan is just saying, I'll be the show, everybody just follow me. Hmm. I mean, and I feel that, and hopefully they make that adjustment because for for all the stuff of Demar in the fourth quarter, for the most part of this game, he was facilitating, and we need it, right? Yeah. He was passing more, and he was picking his shots better. Actually, at my halftime hangout, I I complimented him on doing those things, and it's literally like he heard me. He was like, "Oh, Hayes, don't worry about it. I got you in the fourth. Don't even worry about it." Um, but you know, next up we're gonna this it's it's tough. Next up, we're gonna talk about uh Patrick Williams and ass. Has Patrick Williams earned his starting spot back? Before we do that, I gotta talk to you guys about FanDuel. 
We're past the midway part of the NBA season, and here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Pat. So in another game, we see P. Will scored all 11 of his points in the first half, didn't score in the second half, but played very solid defense throughout. I would even say P. Will has been a little bit more aggressive, uh, even though the shot isn't falling, he's been finding things to do. And Alex Caruso, we've seen it. Like when you have four guards out there, somebody's just going to get outworked, and it's not for lack of trying from Alex Caruso. I'm going to throw this question to you. Has Patrick Williams earned his starting spot back to you, I highly doubt Billy Donovan changes anything, but what do you think? No, because I think that seeing a couple games of it doesn't mean you've earned your spot back, right? We, we've seen him all season be up and down with um, aggressive consistency. Some, I mean, literally the month of January, he's been literally just saying, hey, I'm going to just go to this bucket and I'm, I'm going to attack. We didn't see that early in the season. We didn't see that for most of the season until recently, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and even even in that month, it's it's still very up and down. Um, but out of necessity, you probably need to have P. Will in the game more times than not. I, I I don't care whose name gets called at the beginning. I That's care about who, who are the players that are on the floor in crucial moments for the Chicago. Well, I could care less if if in the starting lineup we hear Patrick Williams, right? Mono Ginobili is going to make the – is he in? He might be in already. Mono yeah. Ginobili uh, uh, is a Hall of Famer as a six-man. Rarely got his name called in the starting lineup. But when the game was on the line, Mono was in the game. You know what I mean? And so to me – I think those are the things that you really have to just. I need to see more of Pat being as aggressive as he can be on a more consistent basis to say that he's earned his spot back, the starting spot, because he hasn't played like we we thought he should play most of the season. We've come in here with heck, most of us called him uh passive P. I, I passive P where I said he was a bust, right? Like we're not, I'm not yeah. off of all of that. It's just that. The necessity tells you the six, what is he, six five, six six guy is not getting the, it might be a stretch actually. What's Caruso? Six four, probably, right? Hey, listen, I think he's listed as six four, but I don't know if I believe that. I, I thought he was listed taller than that, but I, I, a six four guy, right? He shouldn't be your power forward. It, it shouldn't be hard, a hard concept, right? Here's the thing about small ball Draymond Green's six seven. <laughs> it's, small ball still has big people in it. Yeah. Tall people need to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you fully on that one. Um, 
Since the All-Star break, Patrick Williams is averaging 10 and a half points per game, basically um, averaging right around four rebounds per game over that stretch since the All-Star break. And while Patrick Williams is playing great, right? And I would love to see Patrick Williams back in the starting lineup. And to me, I do think Patrick Williams should be starting. Now, will he? No. But Patrick Williams, starting or not, he needs to keep up the aggression and he needs to finish some of these highlight level dunks. He's going to catch a body one day and it's going to be nasty. But I need him to actually catch the body. That's what I need him to do. That's the bodies of this bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. William got some bodies. He got bodies, yeah. I mean, like, that's a wild statement to make. But he got... (laughs) But, um, you know what? I I think P. Will be thinking he he Jordan sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You see that one? He took off from a long way. Yeah. Like, P. Will took off from, like, a long, like, outside of the box trying to dunk that mug over Bagley. I was like, listen, bro, you can't go, <laughs> you can't go from all the way out there and try to dunk over the seven footer. But no, I, I, I feel like, right. Like to me, P will is playing better. I think that there is a little bit of that that goes into him being up against the bench pieces. If that's a guy that you feel like, or if that's a position that you feel like, um, P will is going to thrive more in right. And he feels more comfortable in, I think here's the question that you have to ask in this situation is P will feeling more comfortable in that situation because he's going up against lesser competition or is mm-hmm. he feeling more comfortable in that situation? Because more times than not, especially when he's scoring, he's not on the floor with DeMar DeRozan. I would love to see the on off for Patrick Williams with DeMar DeRozan. I don't know where to find that stat, but I would love to see that just to, you know, kind of visualize it. But, um, I mean, Pat, Pat coming off the bench, if he's going to be aggressive, is going to have way more opportunity, just naturally, because of who he's out there with. I also think, like, him playing with Io, Drummond, uh, that, that's that's going to be a rotation that gets rebounds, that plays defense, and gets out in transition. And I think Patrick Williams out in transition is a danger. And Kobe, that's, that's, a, that's a nice lineup. I like the balance that we're bringing from the bench. It always doesn't net, like, the most points off the bench or anything like that. But I will say, outside of, like, I would love to see the bench plus minus in the fourth quarter, but like I feel like two and a half, three quarters out the game, the bench be cooking. That they, I, I'll say this: the first half they were terrible. Yeah, when that first drive, when they when they put them in in the first quarter, they were awful. Right, Pat yeah. Will was able to score, um, but but they were they gave up the first comeback. That's true. You know That's what true. I mean? So. Uh, I, I think it's an up and down, but I mean that that's that's sometimes the give and take with with doing a platoon swap with the bench. The real thing that you need to focus on on top on top of everything else, right? It goes back to the same thing that we talked about uh, yesterday in the game, right? Like Billy Donovan's got to make these decisions quicker. He's got to make these adjustments. He's got to be right. Like it sounds great for me to say Patrick. I, I don't care if Patrick Williams is in the starting lineup, uh, but as long as he's in the game in the important moments, but Billy's not putting guys that aren't in the starting lineup in the game in important moments. He goes back to his starters in the fourth quarter. He goes back to his starting lineup in most of the important moments in his game, right? So to me, you're talking about a guy who is coming off of the bench and giving you better production, but your head coach is not willing to go to him in the moments where you probably need that production most. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, listen, it's, uh, it's really in P. Will's hands. Like, just keep executing. No matter what your role is for the rest of the season, keep playing. Keep giving that energy. Um, find your spots. Pick your spots. And it's all going to come around at some point. He just needs to keep playing the way that he has. And I, I, I like the energy he's been giving out. Yeah. And most times, I like the energy P. Will's. Three out, of, three out of four games. He had one game that was horrible. He looked awful. Yeah. Um, three out of four games. 
though he's giving you that energy. But you know what? I, I think that that kind of speaks to the point as well, right? Like three out of four games, that's a bench player. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. if you're a starter, if you're if you're a main guy, if you're start, you have to give me that production every single night. You're supposed to anyway. On on top teams, most of those guys give you that production every single night. There's too many guys on the Chicago Bulls that I feel like we talk about as three out of four guys. And I, yeah, I, I think I think that's, I think that's the biggest issue when you look at, uh, like I said, there's times right when you look at LeBron's stat line where it's just like LeBron James scored sub twenty for the first time since 2015. We don't say that about the players on our team. Zach Levine scored 17 yesterday. <laughs> That's very accurate. Very accurate. Zach Levine's been on a nice uh, tear as well, who we're going to talk yeah. about here up next and talk about the game that Zach Levine had. Um, and in that, Zach Levine, 41 points in this game, no assist. Uh, I don't know if he's listening to Pat Bev, not passing it at all. But, but I'll tell you this. Zach Levine off the catch and shoot. Every time he gets in a rhythm off of, uh, in catching and shooting, I always wonder why doesn't Billy Donovan run more catch and shoots? Um, what what did you Zach Levine four, 14 of twenty from the field, six of nine from three point range, seven of seven from the free throw uh, line, one rebound, one steal, one block, only two turnovers, forty one points from Zach Levine in this game. Pat, how do you feel about the game of Zach Levine? Zach was unstoppable. I want to see this more times than not. And I think the thing is, right, like, again, when you take response, you, you've seen the instant difference in the second half of the season. Everybody's like, well, he's rested. No, you see the difference when Zach Levine does it. We haven't talked about Zach turning the ball over at all, really. Zach Levine hasn't had the ball in his hands enough to turn the ball over in passing situations. When Pat Bev is giving Zach Levine the ball, he's giving Zach Levine the ball to go out and try and shoot, go out and try and shoot, go out and try and score. You're seeing the scores ability with a player that has a scoring mentality, but was being asked to do more than what we paid him to do. I love that Zach Levine is a better defender. And by the way, he is a better defender. He did a really good job defensively tonight at times. Uh, I love that Zach Levine is a really good facilitator. But you know when Zach Levine's the best kind of facilitator? When he's only got to throw five, six passes a game. Because then it can be the, oh, easy drop-off because everybody's watching me because I, I put up 25 and a quarter. Yeah, You know what Zach I mean? Levine, it makes the passing easier. Zach Levine, since the All-Star break, has only had eight turno total turnovers. Um, how, many, how many turnovers do you think Zach Levine had in the four games before the All-Star break. Didn't Zach have eight in the last game before the All-Star break? <laughs> no, he actually had zero in the last game before the All-Star break. He had a high turnover game in the four before that. I know he that. He did. He did. So I mean, in, the, in the last four games, keep in mind, this is with one game being zero turnovers. Yeah. Zach Levine had 13 turnovers in the last four games. <laughs> That's how much more efficient Zach Levine is playing when you take the ball out of Zach Levine's hand and you have a point guard that runs your offense. Now, here's the question that I that I I have to poise, right? Because we're seeing Zach Levine go out. And I'm going to be honest with you. Zach probably could have got 50 tonight. If, oh, for uh, sure. If, for if, sure. If, if, you know, they gave him the ball back in the fourth quarter. Um, that, two questions I need to ask. Honestly, this, this is the first question I need to ask. When Zach Levine was 0 for 14, Versus the Charlotte Hornets, the thing that started the rift, right? Mm -hmm. Billy Donovan benches him in the fourth quarter. Yes. He says that you weren't helping us in that moment. 
I agreed with it. You weren't helping us in that moment. You were hurting the team. You were trying to shoot everything just to get. Um, when DeMar DeRozan's hurting us in the fourth quarter, mm -hmm. why aren't we seeing that? Why are we scared to hurt DeMar DeRozan's field? Why are we scared to say, hey, there are possibly a better option here just because it's going to run the offense? I'm not saying Kobe White comes in and puts up more points than DeMar. Mm -hmm. But I agree with Zach in the sense of I've seen Zach Levine say I'm having a bad game. And then he finishes that. What was he? Oh, one for 14, something like that in that game. Oh, for 14. Yeah, something like that. I've seen games where Zach Levine finishes a game 14 for 21. Where he started off shooting terribly. Yeah. Why, why isn't DeMar getting those set? DeMar was literally because, hurting us. Because DeMar DeRozan has compromising pictures of Billy Donovan. It has to be something like that. I'm, I refuse to believe it's anything else. Like, no, but <laughs> no, here's the real answer. Honest answer. If you look at Billy Donovan's coaching career before he came here, he's always had players that he's picked. And basically that player can do no wrong, no matter what. DeMar DeRozan is that player for Billy. He's the safety net for Billy Donovan. And I think it comes at the detriment of the team Sometimes more this season than last season. A lot of times betting on DeMar last season helped the Bulls in games. And I think Billy Donovan, no bag Billy, has not really come off of that and really given a chance to empower anybody else in the crunch time of that game. We just saw, we saw, so, showed the shot chart. DeMar DeRozan was actively hurting your team in yep. the fourth quarter. And you could tell about, what would you say, about three minutes into the fourth quarter, you could tell the Detroit Pistons were, weren't going away. You should have brought Zach Levine back in, and you should have rolled that hot hand. At three points into the fourth quarter, DeMar DeRozan comes down, throws a, a very confusing turnover, runs down on the other end, looks Diallo in the eye. Was it Diallo? No, Alec Burks. Looks Alec Burks in the eye and doesn't even put a hand up as Alec Burks splashes a three in his face off of his turnover. At that point, you should have said, hey, come here. Oh, you, you got you got a seat down there with, with, with Tony Bradley. Tony's not here. Tony! Tony! What the heck is Marco doing there? He no, he doesn't know who Marco is. He'd be like, hey, security. Somebody sitting here in the in the bench. They don't, we don't belong here. Somebody come get this big kid. Um, boy out of here. We need DeMar to sit there. <laughs> Here's the question I'm going to ask. We so often, at least I have, and I think I've, I've presented the questions, you've answered them. We talk about, it should it be Pat or Caruso? Yeah. If DeMar, if DeMar is not scoring, should we move Caruso to the three and bring in Pat as the four? No. Because at least uh, at least Caruso's defending. Because we know DeMar, he's playing patty cake out there. DeMar don't play defense. Here's, here's, here's the thing that I'll say. I would rather see Kobe White get into the game as the two okay. as the fair. three. Because okay. what I want to see is the Chicago Bulls continue to run offense. That's what I really want to see. And, and in that moment, right, there's moments where you can go. And I'm not – here's the thing I, I don't want people to think. I understand DeMar can go off of 50 at any point. I understand DeMar can have that same hot quarter that Zach Levine can. My question is based on the fact that we've seen Zach Levine benched for a similar – now, not similar. I can't say that. Zach Levine was horrible. It was, it was, it was, it was way, worse. Way, yeah, worse. way worse. Way worse. Way worse. I, I, I'm not going to put that on the same level. But when you see somebody actively hurting your team, I understand we got to ride with this guy. But you didn't didn't ride with your highest paid player in moments like that. You didn't ride with your max guy. You didn't ride with the top guy. So why is DeMar DeRozan 
just safe. To me, I would say, okay, DeMar's not shooting well. We need to go with guys that are going to run the offense and get us back in this game. Kobe White comes in. You got Pat Bev, Kobe White, Zach Levine, Patrick Williams, and, and Nikola Vucevic. I know that they're going to try and run the offense. Yeah. You, 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 the defense we can play with, right? Defense we can figure out. Offensively, we were one for 12 in the fourth quarter. We were getting outscored 16 to three. You, you got to be able to make those adjustments. And the other thing that, the, the other thing I will say, right? I, I, because this is Zach Levine's segment, I don't want to turn this into DeMar DeRozan's segment. With the, with what we've seen in the last four games, I've said this pretty much all, I don't know about all year. I'm not going to say that. I said this pretty much since right before All-Star break when we were looking for point guards. Probably trade deadline, right? We are looking for point guards. Now that we've seen what Zach looks like with a real PG, does the focus of the offseason turn to finding a PG that can replace Lonzo Ball because I love Pat Bev. I love the energy Pat Bev brings. I love the fire that Pat Bev has. He'll probably be the vocal leader on this team if the Bulls decide to resign him, if he decides to come back. Let's be real. Pat Bev is 34 years old. But I think that I think that's going to be what they do because I don't think that the Bulls attach long-term money to a point guard until this Lonzo Ball situation is taken care of. I don't think that they can. I don't think you can you can get sign big money, a big money starting point guard, or even trade for one unless Lonzo Ball is part of that trade yep. because of the money that you have wrapped up at the guard position. So I think the most likely outcome to answer your question is Pat Bev or maybe a two plus one or something to just basically he's your insurance plan for the rest of Lonzo Ball's contract. And then at that point, that's when you start looking at, okay, either through the draft, the Bulls have their own first-round pick in 2024. They may focus on a point guard there, depending on where that pick is. But I don't think that the Bulls can, just when you look at the other things that they have to add to this team, give big money to a starting-level point guard with Lonzo Ball's contract still where it is and not knowing if he's going to play. I think the most likely scenario is that we sign Pat Bev, for a similar deal to Goran Dragic, Goran was getting 3.3, probably more, let's say 4.5 to 5 for Pat Bev over the next two years. I I wouldn't be mad at it just off of the mentality, just off of the fire. Um, I, I like the fact that he's, he's bringing an intensity to this team. I think that that's more so what was missing from this team than anything. Um, I, I could see it. Is, is there a position change coming for somebody here? Like, is Dale and Terry all of a sudden going to be your uh, – somebody said, hey, is your tail I wagon. see. I didn't even know my dog was right there. I had no – that's why he's 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 trying to get my attention because I haven't been paying him any attention at all. Hey, I will say that it looks weird. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, he stood up. Oh, good Lord. No, but I think that I, – I, I think that – you might see the Bulls try to build within on that. You might see the Bulls try to go move Dalen Terry into that starting position uh, at some point in the future, right? Well in the future. I'm not saying next season. But are we still really going into next season banking on let's hope Lonzo's healthy? Is, is that our game plan? Well, I'm not saying bet on Lonzo being healthy, but I'm just saying that regardless of Lonzo's healthy or not, well, if he's healthy, then you, then that solves it. If Alonzo magically becomes healthy, that solves it. But I don't think that even with Alonzo not being healthy, 
A, nobody's going to take that contract. B, you already have almost $90 million wrapped up in guards before you sign up, up another point guard. I just don't think that the Bulls are at the spot where they can give up assets for a point guard. And I think it's more likely bringing in a veteran that can start and kind of just hold it off until we can get rid of that contract or Alonzo is healthy. Yeah, let's hope let's hope he has an I, I'll say this. Let's hope Pat Bev has an impact more than just the energy. I hope that there's some development happening with some of the younger guys on here as well. Um, because you right now our energy and our, our fire on our team is based on one dude. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think the, I hope the Bulls, when they go out and whatever they do this offseason to add to this team. One of the first things that, and I know it's hard to, to, it's not a tangible thing. It's not like a stat, but you need to find guys who just have energy. You need to find guys that have heart. You need to find guys that have that dog in them. Because listen, we've been through it now, a season and a half. Demar, good guy, good uh, uh, um, uh, mentor for the young guys. Not a vocal leader on the court. Zach Levine, good guy, can definitely lead as far as like I'm going to show you how to do it, especially when he's scoring and doing the things that. But not a vocal leader. Vooch. Vooch just wanted to play ball. Like, that's it. Um, so, like, you you need guys who are going to be vocal. You need guys who are going to have energy. You need guys who, no disrespect, but they don't realize that they're not a superstar, but they're going to still give that superstar effort. That's yeah. the type of guys we need to fill this team out with. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you, man. I, I just, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, ugly win. Bulls have won three or four since the All-Star break. Um Hopefully we can keep this pace up. I mean, if we if we keep winning three or four, we, we'll probably be sitting a lot prettier in the playoffs. It helps yeah. if you beat the teams that are sitting ahead of you. But uh, man, that was tough though. Yeah, that was a tough loss. But hey, man, I I don't have anything else, man. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love as always. Make sure that you not only like the video and subscribe to the page but that you leave a comment either here or with a five-star review over on the podcast side, man. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Great, great. Yeah, we're trying to – we're doing this uh, drive. Uh, I didn't even talk to Pat about this. It's going to be called Keeping It 100. Let's get to 100, 100 five-star reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts. But thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now, uh, go and check out Locked On Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked on Bulls. We out this mug. Peace, y'all. Peace. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 
96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.